Welcome to the Fabric Podcast. We're starting a conversation we're calling Let's Go Beyond. And kicking this off, we had several Fabric staff members helping people of all ages take in some ideas of going beyond with things that are essential to life woven deeply. You'll hear from Heidi Esposito, Greg Meyer, Maya Dalliger, and Melissa Locke as they offer some thoughts and experiments in kindness, trust, and thankfulness. It really was geared toward our live experience, but we hope the way we've crafted this podcast is rich for you too. If you're curious about some of the experiments, visit our YouTube channel for a recording of that live stream. Enjoy. Good morning, everyone. We want to welcome you to a very special day today. The kids have been talking about some of the things that really make this world go around these last weeks. And the things I think we all want to embrace as a community, and so we're going to dive into those a little bit in a way that I hopefully works for everybody. So we're going to be looking at some things that are really important to the world, like being kind. I'm going to be Scientist Heidi this morning. And I think I have something pretty cool to show you today that's going to sort of fit in with this idea of going beyond with kindness. I mean, there's a hundred elements in this world, but I bet you never thought of kindness as an element. And yet, it, it can be a very powerful force and element in this world and on our planet. Now, I'm not talking about the kind of kindness where you, you know, do something and say, look at me, look at me, look at me. We call that kind of being performative. And the kind of kindness that I'm talking about is where you really see another person. And you see maybe who they are and what they need and you find a way to care for them and to show them love and to make them feel valued and important. And scientists have been studying this for years. And one of the amazing things about kindness is that it doubles as you share it. I mean, kindness grows the more you give it away. Scientists have been studying this and they know that when you share kindness, when you do something kind for someone else, all these like feel-good hormones start to like activate and get going in you. So you experience a boost of that serotonin or oxytocin or dopamine that make you feel sort of good and that you have a sense of well-being. And it doesn't just stop there. You, as the kindness giver, also get a boost of those feel-good hormones. And it doesn't even stop there, because if you see me do some kindness to John, you also get a boost of those kindness hormones inside of you. And I think I have a way that we can demonstrate what this kindness growing can look like and feel like. And we're going to call it the Scientific Spreading Kindness Simulator Experiment. Okay, so here we go. Um, I have some kindness cubes in here, and we're going to think of some ways that maybe we have been kind, or maybe some people have been kind to us, and we're going to put them in, well, we're going to call this the kindness collector. Okay, so let's see. Um, well, I'm going to put a couple of kindness cubes in because uh, my daughter Lizzie is really amazing. She makes me homemade birthday and Mother's Day cards, and then she writes the most amazing messages on the inside that make me feel loved and valued and really appreciated. So I'm going to put a couple in for that. Um, I feel like I'm sharing kindness when I have the courage to stand up 
and say something when I see um, mistreatment happening or gossip being shared. And when I stand up for that person or with that person, I feel like I'm being kind too, so I'm going to put some in for that. Um, I also feel like I'm being kind when I listen to my aunt. I mean, really listen. Um, she has a partner, a spouse, who has dementia, and she is the caregiver. She's the sole caregiver, and she often just really needs someone to listen to her, and I feel like I'm being kind when I do that. So I'm going to put some in for that. Well, now it's your turn. I wonder if you've thought of some things, some ways that you have been kind or someone has been kind to you, and can you just maybe shout some out? What do you think? Louder. Yeah, say it one more time, Delaney. Helping, being a helper. Yeah, what else? Simple as hold. That's not even hard, is it? Really? Holding a door. That can be kindness, too. Yeah, mm hmm. Emptying the dishwasher. Yeah. What about if you, like, um, put a rain barrel out to collect water? That's a way to be kind to the earth, right? You don't have to, it doesn't have to just stop at people, right? All right, raise your hand if you're just too shy, but you did think of something. All right, one, two, three, four. All right, all right, I know. We've got a shy bunch. It's fine, it's fine. Okay, now I'm going to put the kindness cubes into um, our scientific kindness spreading um, machine here. You might think it looks a little bit like a microwave, but I assure you that it's not. It's a very sensitive piece of equipment, and um, it's just designed to measure kindness as it's growing and transforming. So I'm going to go ahead and put the kindness cubes in, and then I'm going to set the timer. There we go, and then I'm going to press start. And it's going to start to do some magic in there to show us what it actually looks like as our kindness is growing and transforming and doubling like scientists have shown. Just here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Bing! All right, let's see. <laughs> All right, well, you know, you saw it on the screen. It works great. I think our microwave maybe wasn't so powerful in that moment, but take my word for it, kindness grows. <laughs> All right, yeah, keep talking. We'll see. <laughs> really, we tried this at home, people. <laughs> no, it started. It's running it, again, it just start. to see what happened. All right. You may want to no. um, pull your resume together. <laughs> um, oh. That was not kind. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, truly. Thank you, Heidi. And... Uh, and all of you who gave us examples of what can happen when we go beyond with kindness, right? It, that's a, it's an important thing to be doing. So here's what I saw happening, or here's what I saw was supposed to be happening, is that all of you contributed 
ways of being kind, and we put them in the microwave of life and to see what would happen, and voila, nothing happened. No. And voila, it will work. It, it just grew. It just expanded and it became more and more and more, and that's amazing. Here's the deal. The microwave of life actually is life, right? It's your relationships. It is the checkout at Cub. It is the driver trying to merge with you. It is your neighbor down the block who has a lawn signs that you do not agree with, okay? I mean, who is it for you? Who is it for you? Every interaction with those people is an opportunity for kindness. And let's, like Heidi said, let's not just stick to people, right? The physical world, the land, the water, the air, the plants, the trees, the animals, the insects, all of them, they're all opportunities. Every interaction with them is an opportunity for kindness. And I have to say, the absence of unkindness, the absence of meanness is not the same as kindness, okay? You get the idea, all right? Kindness is actually an active, positive step towards something, not just not doing a bad thing, all right? I mean, if Heidi takes uh, an empty plate and puts it in the microwave, right? It, just because it doesn't have any meanness on there and puts it in the microwave, it'll come out, my metaphor's not working real well, uh, it'll come out with nothing, right? I mean, because nothing produces nothing. And do we want to check? Oh! Whew, it's warm. Okay. Yeah. Vindicated. So anyway, um, here's, here's my question for you all. Considering the power of kindness and its impact, its impact on you, I mean, I think when we exercise kindness, it does something to us, and on the people we exercise it towards, and then the spillover effect on the people who observe an act of kindness being done, and then the people who get an act of kindness because the person you gave an act of kindness to is inspired to give it on to someone else. Considering all of that, that power, that impact of kindness, what does it really cost you to be kind? I mean, seriously. I mean, because you can be kind only when it's easy, when it's convenient, when you feel like it. But aren't we maybe, you know, called to go beyond that? I mean, do you really need to conserve your kindness? Are you afraid that if you use it, you're going to run out? I mean, seriously, I, I don't think so. I think we're all called to go beyond what is convenient, what is easy, or, you know, when the mood strikes us to be kind. There are a couple of sentences in the Bible in a letter that Paul wrote, Paul being one of the people who took, who rolled the wave of the movement that Jesus started. And he, well, he said this in that letter. He said, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, now that's a lot of kind of thick Bible talk, which basically just means people seeking to beautifully and fully live in a way that is aligned with the ways of God, right? So as those people clothe yourselves... Clothing, not meaning superficially, not just meaning you know, like outside of you, but, but uh, this is who you are, how you present yourself to other people, an identity that you take on purposely. It's a way of being. So clothe yourselves with compassion, with kindness, with gentleness, with patience, and with humility. Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. Those are superpowers, folks. And kindness is one of them. Uh, you know, clothing yourselves with those, including kindness, does mean paying the cost of those things. And yes, there is cost related to kindness. I mean, there's time. It takes effort. 
It might mean setting aside some of the to-do things that you were supposed to do right now, but you got to be kind right now. It might mean swallowing your pride. It might be passing up on the chance to, have, to say at the end of something, I told you so. Or maybe having that person have to admit that you were right in the first place. It could be caused all, caused all those things. And you know what really bugs me about it? Sometimes the person they're kind to doesn't even deserve it. Which sort of begs another question. Do you really have to deserve kindness? Or is kindness something that we just give to each other? Let me put it this way. Do you want to be treated kindly? Yeah. Do you only want to be treated kindly when you were good enough to deserve it? Ouch. No, I don't think so. Um, so let's go beyond. You know, I, I, th I think it's funny. Even though kindness does cost something in terms of time and effort and self-discipline, I, I don't know if there's anyone in the world who doesn't want, a world, doesn't want a world that is more known for its kindness. So um, all that makes me think about some of these powerful things in our world, you know, and the most powerful forces in our universe. And, you know, and forgetting gravity and electromagnetism and then the strong and weak nuclear forces. You know, I, I think about the human force, the human forces that are so powerful in our world. And uh, if you listen to popular media, what are they? You know, probably money, fame, and position, right? Those are the things that make things happen, we think. But I, I'm really not so sure. I, I think the things that really make stuff happen in the world is a completely different set of things, kind of like those superpowers that we were talking about a little while ago. I, I believe that kindness, which doesn't run out by using it, is able to change more things than money can, than fame can, or that position can. I, I think compassion, I think generosity, I think forgiveness are able to change things that money could never change, like a human heart. And each of those has the ability to produce the most precious element in our world, one that money, fame, and position could never produce, no matter how hard they tried. And Maya is going to come and tell us a little bit about that element. Uh, hello. Thank you, Greg. Do you guys trust me? Wow, that was really quick. I wasn't expecting all those yeses. I don't usually start off conversations like that. Uh, it's a little loaded because trust is so hard, right? Trust can mean taking a leap, like being a third grader going into fourth grade and going to camp for the first time ever. It can be a letting go. Maybe you're living with somebody who loads the dishwasher differently than you, and you, ha you just have to let go of that sometimes and trust that it's going gonna, it's gonna to be okay. Um, forgiveness, ooh, that's, that's a tough one. Um, and, and especially forgiving somebody who maybe, like Greg said, doesn't exactly deserve it. And that brings me to like, but what, what, if, what happens when trust doesn't work, right? You, you gave that person another chance and, and they, they lost your trust again. Or worse, you trusted in yourself to do something and then you failed yourself. Ooh, that's a hard one too. And that is why we need to practice trusting. We need to practice taking those leaps in, 
and safe places like fabric. And the kids got to practice a little trust a few weeks back in the Mars rover room. And my scientists are gonna come up here and they're gonna help, uh, help me do a little experiment, a little trust practice. And I'm gonna need five people who wanna practice trust, okay? Scientists, you can move your chairs into position. All right? Who wants to practice trust today? Mimi does. Okay, Rachel, you can sit in one of these chairs. Okay, we've got some good people who are going to practice. So in this experiment, this trust practice, you can see I have these cups back here, and I'm filling them up with water. And yeah, so our scientists in a moment are going to be um, taking a cup and dumping it on top of your head, okay? So scientists, you guys can each grab a cup. Wait, wait until I tell you to go, okay? How are you? How, do you trust me now, Brian? Maybe. Uh, how are you feeling? Chris? Yeah. Rachel, what, what do you guys say? Super medium. medium. I took off my glasses. Okay. So. okay. <laughs> Heidi, she's always good. We, got, we go way back. Let's do a countdown. And on blast off, you guys, that is when you flip the cups over. Okay, ready? Five, four, three, two, one, blast up! Wait, what? Does anybody have water on their head? It's not even there! Oh my gosh! All right, like, let's give our volunteers a, a, a round of applause, a round of applause! So our scientists were in on that. There was actually a special powder in the bottom of the cup that kind of soaks up the water. So we are not doing magic up here. Um, but we are practicing trust. So um, thank you for practicing trust and great work. <laughs> so you all trusted Maya and her minions. Good for you. Yeah, so, but what if, you, like, what if we had a visiting guest here leading this that you had never known before and you didn't know what they were up to, how would that have changed it? Or if you didn't know any of the kids that, you know, the, sorry, the fellow scientists who were doing the turning over, if you didn't know them, you know, what would you feel like? Well, you might be thinking, well, I guess I would trust fabric. Fabric's not going to do anything too messy or too embarrassing to me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Think about this. So suppose you're someplace completely different. You didn't know anybody. You had no established relationships, and they're doing something like this. So you had nothing to judge it by. How would you have felt then? Or raise the stakes. It's not just a cup of water in your head, but it's you're trusting a mechanic with your car. You're trusting a school with your kid. You're trusting your boss with your job. You're trusting uh, your health to a doctor. You're trusting your local and state and federal elected officials with your country. How does that feel? <laughs> trust, trust. Love may make the world go round, but without trust, it comes to a grinding halt in no time. All right? Now, living in a world without trust is really a difficult thing. Can you imagine living in a world without trust? I mean, some of you may feel that way, at least at certain times you uh, may feel like life is like sitting in a chair with some stranger behind you with a cup of who knows what poised over your head and you have nothing to help you decide whether you should just accept it or go running for your life 
because there's just no relationship that really means anything to you. And, you know, living in a world without trust is a really, really scary place to be. Now, chances are, though, that each of you has some relationships where there is that deep, unconditional trust. And chances are there are people that see you with that same sort of trust, that same deep and unconditional trust. And there are also chances are that you have people with whom you have had that kind of trust before, but it was lost. It got broken and it got violated. You know, when that happens, it hurts. It really really hurts. It feels like someone, it feels like something has died among us. So we talk about being trustworthy, right? Being trustworthy, that means worthy of trust. So this is a deal. Trust is earned. Trust is earned, right? We have experiences with each other in which we decide that that person is worth my trust or not. And usually in life, we start small and we offer bigger and bigger things until we finally, when some relationships, sometimes we get to that place where we are able to just live that unmeasured kind of unprotected, fully at each other's mercy, vulnerable trust. And, and my guess is that the world in which you experience that kind of unmeasured trust is probably your very, very favorite place to be. You wish the whole world was like that. Check that out with your gut. See if that's true for you or not. So. Here's my question. By the way, I have a lot more questions than answers, so what I want to do is give you my very best question today. And my very best question is this. If you want to live in a world that is defined by trust, are you going to just wait for it to happen? Or are you going to be one of the people who begins to find ways to build it? Let's go beyond with trust. I am not asking you to trust someone or something that uh, isn't trustworthy. I'm expecting you not to just wait for trust. And I'm expecting you to find ways to build it with others and give them opportunities to prove it to you. And I also ask you to be trustworthy. When you break trust, which you will because we all do, don't hope no one notices and doesn't mention it. No. Admit it. Own it. And ask for a second chance. Let's go beyond with trust. Well, I am back and I have brought my colleagues along. Let's hope this goes a little bit better than the first time. So we've already really discussed two amazing elements that we have in this world, kindness and trust. And we've seen what it means to go beyond the walls of field school and beyond the places where it feels easy peasy to do kindness or to trust someone, and beyond our comfort zones, to connect with that big vision of love that's in us and all around us and part of everything, right? Um, so our last element is pretty amazing too. It is the element of thankfulness. And I have seen firsthand the power of thankfulness to change me inside. I have started to keep a gratitude journal and I've noticed that I feel generally happier, I feel less anxious, I feel at peace, and I feel more hopeful. I feel inspired that there are possibilities in this world. I've noticed that as I've kept this journal over the last year or so. Um, but the real magic is in sharing thankfulness. And I think we have a pretty cool way 
to demonstrate this. All right, so um, this is you, and this is also you, and this is me too. So we're gonna put our glass cylinder there, and um, our, we are filled with life. I know that you know this, because we feel it every day, right? So we're gonna say that the water is life, so maybe fill it up about, not quite halfway, with, uh, with some water. Sorry, you're dripping there a little bit. All right, that's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so that's sort of the people we know, the places we go, the things we do, and things that we get to experience. How's everyone doing? All right, good. And we know that this life isn't always easy peasy and it isn't always great, but lots of it is pretty good and pretty wonderful and amazing. All right, so we also have people in our life. We're not here by ourselves, so let's take some of those people. You can put this down below if you need to. And you can set them up or lay them around side. That's just to remind us that we are not here by ourselves. All right, and I'm going to borrow this for a minute. Um, you may know this is Dawn Dish Soap, but I know it as the good, rich, wonder-filled parts of life. All right, so we're going to think about um, what that can look like. Um, some of these things make us feel happy, and some of these things make us feel kind of challenged, but I think all of it has elements of thankfulness in it. All right, so I want you to do this too. So hold up one finger, people out there, all right? And let's think of, well, gosh, this weekend has been amazing, right? I bet that most everyone here has been outside sometime this weekend. So I want you to think about something that made you feel thankful for that time that you spent outside this weekend. You guys are thinking too, right? Okay, good. Um, for me, it was, uh, I got to go on a walk in the woods with my friends that are here from out of town and my kids and of course my puppies. And um, I was just walking through there. The trees are fully leafed out and they're canopied over the path. It was just really, really nice. So I'm going to give, keep thinking people, because I'm going to ask you to name yours a little bit, but I'm going to give you a squirt and you a squirt and you a squirt and you a squirt and you a squirt. There you go. I think it's pretty easy to think of some people that we're thankful for, right? You guys got that going too? All right. Um, it can be people you know. Maybe it was a stranger that did something for you. Um, I think it can be people that are doing big things in this world that we can feel thankful for. I personally feel really thankful for those that um, did some hard fighting for uh, the queer and trans people in, in my life and then in this world so that their lives can be a little bit safer, a little bit braver, a little bit um, more equal. So I'm going to put that in there. Keep thinking. Do you have two fingers up, people? All right. Good. There you go. All right. Do, 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 do. All right. So now here's that hard one. I want you to think of something that you've been through that's hard. Maybe you learned a new thing. Maybe it was just a circumstance that was just really hard in your life. And we can feel thankful that we got through it, right? That we persevered and we made it through. We can feel thankful that we learned something new about ourselves in that, in that hard thing. We can be, feel thankful for the people that maybe showed up. We can be thankful that we learned how to ask for help. Yeah. So for me, um, about a, maybe eight months ago, I had a big giant part of my tree fall 
down. Um, thankfully, it missed my car, so I'm not going to say I'm thankful for that. Um, but I had a friend show up and actually a stranger show up with chainsaws. And they cut it down and they helped either haul it away or haul it to my backyard. And this weekend, I finally got to the bottom of that pile because <laughs> I've been slowly taking it to the yard waste place. And I just feel really thankful for that whole process. And kind of when the tree went down, I kind of thought, I can't do this, but I can do this. So I'm feeling thankful for that. There we go. Do you guys have a chopstick on there on your thing? Okay. All right, so I want you to mix that up because that's what life does. Life gets a little bit stirred up, right? Now, we could just stop here because our life is like this. It's filled with all kinds of things. But like I said, the magic in thankfulness is when we notice that thankfulness and we name it and then we share it. I've brought along some dry ice. There you go. Remember to use your tongues, friends. Safety first. Now, on the count of three, I'm going to have you guys start shouting out the things that you are thankful for. And you guys are going to add that to the cylinder of you and life. And let's see what happens when we remember that. All right, ready? One, two, three, go! Well, as you can see, <laughs> when we share our thankfulness, it's contagious. It starts to just, we can't even contain it in our bodies. And it's spilling over to the, pe <laughs> to the people in our lives. All right, let's, all done, all done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and we just, we bubble over. And it starts to spread because it's touching each and every one of us. So let's go beyond with thankfulness. All right. Wow. Wow. Yeah, big thing. I am thankful for the scientists this morning. One more uh, round of applause. And just for everyone, all of you, I'm, I'm Melissa Locke, and I'm just grateful for the reminders of all these simple superpowers, including levity and adaptability here this morning, I'd say. Because even though we know kindness is good and Trust is such a good thing, and thankfulness is so good. It's so easy for us to get back into that easy-peasy, whatever is comfortable already for me or convenient for me, or um, just easy mindset. So thanks, everybody, for being here and being those reminders. And so like kindness, thankfulness doesn't require deserving or any certain circumstances or... Um, even for us to feel a certain way in order to practice it. That's one of the things that makes thankfulness really one of those superpowers, I think, that we can practice anywhere, anytime, um, as long as we take a pause and notice the life and the goodness that's in us and around us and overflowing like these, these vases that we saw. So thankfulness can be like that dry ice in our lives. Last... Um, a couple weeks ago, I, I was having an okay day, but then I got this text from someone in my group think, thanking me for something quite simple, and it just kind of shifted things for me that day. Has that happened to you? Like, can you think of a time when someone said thank you or appreciated something you did, and it was kind of a game changer? I bet you, I bet you can. So we all have that superpower ability 
to share our thankfulness and to change someone's day. And one of the things I love about fabric is that it helps me like take my good intentions and actually practice them. So I was, I was thinking about people as we were doing that um, experiment, and I bet you were too, thinking about people who have made a difference that I'm thankful for in my life. So I want you to bring a person to mind again from your own life that you're thankful for. It might be from a recent time or someone from the past, this Memorial Day weekend, we're remembering people from our past who we're thankful for. So when you have someone in your mind who has made a difference for you or someone you love, um, who's brought some joy, some laughter, maybe went above and beyond or surprised you, just raise your hand when you have someone in your mind. Why not write a thank you to that person that's on your mind? So we have some thank you cards that are going to be passed around here in a starting now in a one thing i do know and is not just thinking about these special forces in this world but actually doing them makes a difference i mean that is what it's all about when we start weaving our lives with one another not just looking at each other not just thinking about each other but actually start weaving our lives and then when we make that bigger and we start pulling in that third strand strand that we call God, that well, however you understand that which is, that which is beyond all things. When we start weaving those together, the world starts changing. It starts having a strength and resilience, and it starts everywhere, but one of the places it starts is right here, because we learn it together, we support each other in doing it, we even hold each other accountable to it in those friendly, mutual sort of ways, and that is pretty important. So um, what I want you to do is, if you did a postcard like this, I want you to imagine that person when they get this in the mail. You think it's gonna be a good day for them? Yeah, it will be. Thanks for listening. We hope these conversations are helpful and connective. You can find out more about Fabric at fabricmpls.com. There you can find notes from previous conversations and other resources for deepening your relationships with the threads of yourself, others, and that third strand we often call God. You can also find ways of connecting to a group, whether you're in the Twin Cities or not. You can join in supporting this community financially too. It's through the generous giving of people like you that Fabric is sustained. Again, that's fabricmpls.com. Thanks for being Fabric in your unique way.